Madden Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. The year is 3013. The galaxy is scintillating in the mellow light. Two galactic pilgrims seek out vistas in the samurai future to bring forth the unity of the cosmic shaman. Opening the door of the pantheon of mystics, the evil sorcerer wizard powers the engine of science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent balls of summer fire. In the year 1977, George Lucas wanted to remake his favorite sci-fi serial. Thankfully, he didn't get to. And we ended up with Star Wars and the masterpiece, Flash Gordon. Yes, this is Matt. This is Luke. Welcome to our... Sci-Fi Sanctuary! Where today we will be discussing that film that he mentioned, Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon. From 1980. This is is a different creature in America and the UK. Right. This film is basically beloved in the UK. And I think it's forgotten, or at least thought of as a caught thing. Yeah, the, um, the one sort of modern reference is just in the film Ted. Yeah. It's, the joke is they're obsessed with it, but... Which, I guess, tricked me into thinking that it was big in the States. Uh, maybe there's, like, some, like, fandom pocket that's, like, right. hardcore about Flash. I don't know. Um, for me, I, this comes in and out of my life in weird ways. Um, I think this might be the first time I actually watched the whole thing uh, in prepping for this podcast. But uh, I... I think they showed this on, like, cable TV. So when we were visiting my aunt, she had, like, HBO and stuff. We didn't have that in my house. So I think I saw Flash Gordon that way. And I have this weird memory of possibly them renting Flash Gordon, too, and trying to get me to go to bed earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Flash Gordon being the... uh, Oh, yeah, I'm aware of Flash Gordon. I've never seen any of it. Yeah, although this movie almost seems like it's about to become Flash Gordon, which I guess is why they made it. Right. (laughs) But uh, so there's that. And then... From there, uh, that's where I streamed more into the Buck Rogers. I've talked before, I was into the TV show, but I remember getting a VHS thing of the uh, first six episodes of the 30s Buck Rogers serial. Just right. loving it. That That's like the low-rent version of the Flash Gordon serial, basically. Right. Like, using its used clothes and stuff. But I just loved it. It took me, like, two years to find, like, the last six episodes on another VHS type. So, um, and then eventually I got Flash Gordon. And, yeah, I, the serial's, of course, better, but um, I never really... I I was I always went back to Buck Rogers instead yeah, it's, for it's some the reason. one you saw first. I guess it's the one you had. I guess because it's the same actor. Score. It's the same actor. Buster Crab is in both, so it's almost like he's playing the same character anyway. Because he couldn't act, but he had lots of charisma. A little different than uh, what we get here. <laughs> <laughs> so I've mentioned before on this podcast that I like you know I like a bit of cheese in my films, but this isn't a bit of cheese. This is chunks of cheddar dipped in cheese fondue. As the starter for a four cheese pizza with cheesecake for dessert. Followed by poutine. This is a lot of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, is this, I guess that's why they call it in Queen? Yeah, yeah. 
Which is a genius move. It's a genius. A little bit. It's not the obvious one, but it, yeah, okay, it makes sense when you think about it. I don't actually know the story behind that. Did they approach Queen? Did Queen approach them? I think they approached Queen, but they Queen took it very seriously. Yeah. Um, it's notorious that this was not a soundtrack album. It was this is an actual studio Queen album, even though right. there's only two tracks with lyrics and uh, it's like thirty minutes long. <laughs> but hey, I was playing on the train yesterday while reading Batman comics, and it's pretty hip. Yeah, I <laughs> basically can't hear the word flash without going. Ah! <laughs> so, <laughs> I, except yeah, I mean, there's always Bohemian Rhapsody, but uh, otherwise, I think it might be my favorite Queen song. It would be up there for me. It would definitely be up there. And I think, as we discovered when Bohemian Rhapsody, the film came out, I'm definitely more into Queen than you are. <laughs> but yeah, in the UK, they are, you know, royalty, and we have real royalty. Yeah. And if I was going to behead anyone, it would be the real ones before Queen. <laughs> yeah. It's too bad for Ace in our life. He could be the new king. I'd love that. He'd be no. He'd be he'd the be queen. queen. He'd, be yeah, the he'd queen. be the queen. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, since since we went and saw Bohemian Rhapsody, I, I went a little deeper than the greatest hits now. So yeah. But Flash is on the greatest hits, so as well as it should be. Oh, also nice is the hero. That's Queen rocking maybe for like hard for the last time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, explain to me the UK phenomenon of this movie because it's definitely more or less swept under the rug. The joke in Ted is it's not that well known, so it's right. like funny that they're obsessing over that. It's on, I feel like this is on just Channel 4 on a Sunday afternoon multiple times every year. And it's just, like, my dad liked it. If it's on, you sit down and watch it. It's just fun. It's got a Bond in it. (laughs) It's got Brian Blessed being hardcore Brian Blessed. My theory is just that, to Brits, this is how all American films seem. (laughs) So because they're just leaning into it so hard, you're just like, yeah, fuck it. This is fun. (laughs) Yeah. It's, well, it's not that, I don't think it's that well-known in the States, but I feel the one that was always on TV in the middle of the afternoon in the States when I was growing up seemed to be the Beastmaster. Okay. <laughs> See, well, that's definitely obscure in the UK. Well, it's obscure in the States, too. It's just always on TV. Well, Probably. I don't know how many people like this film in the way I do, but because the song is well-known and Queen are well-known, it has an existence, right? So mm. people are aware of this film. And then when it's on, enough people are just like, yeah, all right, I'll watch that. Well, I was... Um, uh, again, I'm not sure I've actually watched it all in sequence before, so I, I, I had trouble getting past that long throne room scene. I think a lot of the time. See, I don't. I for me that scene pops because he's got the bit where he goes and fights them all. Yeah, and meet me. I probably just had a short attention span. I want to see new sets and new effects. Which, if I had a little more patience, I would have gotten. Yeah, to. yeah. Because see, to me, I think of this <clears throat> film as the film where you're seeing some new mad thing every other shot. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I um, never got that feeling from it. Yeah. Well, the. Again, it's I guess there's not enough of uh, cultural push in the states, but no, I got past it, and yeah, you start seeing a new thing every few minutes, and I, I did enjoy. I was think because I was dreading a little bit getting through it, like, oh, am I gonna make it through okay for our fuck you February film? This is the fuck you February. Yeah, last the final film. fuck you February. Yes, yes, but yeah, I actually really liked watching it. I enjoyed watching it this it's time. It's a around. fun ass so, film. It is. <laughs> like everyone involved in this film is having fun. And you can feel it. Yeah. I, I do want to get a little more into that when we do these actors specifically. Right. Is that even where you should start? I guess that is where we're going to start. That's where we normally do, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we could start with the top billing in the credits, which is Queen. Yeah, yeah. The first, <laughs> first credit and then it's like, music composed and performed by Queen. And then we get to whatever else people did in this movie. <laughs> So yeah, I know most music. Most of the time, the musicians don't have a good enough union to make the credits, but 
queen of the exception. Yeah. So that's what we learned in Bohemian Rhapsody. All that legal wrangling in the mid-70s worked out here for them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you want to hear the, the 13 serial episode serial story condensed to this one movie? Then condensed to a paragraph by Matt. So, yeah, it is. Uh, well, I don't know if it's out. It's, it's shorter than Logan's run, I think. Yeah. That okay. looks fine to me. Okay. Let's get into it. Planet Mongo. Ming the Merciless is toying with the Earth by remotely causing natural disasters. Soon he plans to destroy it. Football star Flash! Gordon and travel agent Dale Arden are passengers in a small plane that falls prey to Ming's disasters. The plane crash lands near the home of Dr. Hans Zarkov, a scientist with the derided theory that a force from space would cause the moon to crash into the Earth. Unfortunately, he turns out to have been correct. But fortunately, he has built a rocket ship to investigate the matter. Needing a crew, Zarkov herds Flash! and Dale onto the ship at gunpoint. They blast off and crash land on Mongo. Before long, the trio is captured by Ming's troops and they are brought to his lavish court. Flesh Is to be executed. Dale is off to the harem and Dr. Zarkov is to be mind wiped. Ming's daughter Ara secretly saves. Flesh! Dale escapes from the harem and Dr. Zarkov is able to resist the massive mind wiping machine. Zarkov trips his captors and flies Dale away from Ming's palace as Ara blings Flash! to Aboria, ruled by Ara's part-time lover, Prince Baron. Though Baron promises not to kill, Flash! he does force him into a deadly game involving a poisonous scorpion hiding somewhere in a large stump. Flash! Fakes being stung and is on the run from Prince Baron. All of this is interrupted by the Hawkmen, who take the lot of them up to their uh, cloud city. The leader of the Hawkmen, Voltan, forced Baron and Flash! to a death duel, though Flash! saves Baron from the brink and the two become fast allies. Soon the city is under attack from Ming's forces. He takes Dale to become his wife and leaves Flash! on the crashing city. Flash! Steals a rocket cycle, returns to Aboria, and convinces the Hawkmen and Aborians to join him in an assault on Ming's city. Flash! 
Smash! Leads the charge on his rocket cycle as the Hawkmen flank Ming's forces. Meanwhile, in the city, the wedding is underway and the Earth only has a few minutes remaining. Flash! And his allies take over one of Ming's larger ships and plan to crash it into the city. There is a battle with lots of lightning and stuff, and Ming seems to vaporize himself several seconds before the Earth is destroyed. Thus, Flash! briefly go back to how this has a bigger cultural impact in the UK. Um, when Gordon Brown was Prime Minister, there was a big poster campaign for him for, before an election where it just it had a big picture of him and it said, not Flash, just Gordon. Uh. But around the same time, uh, Ming Campbell was the head of the uh, Liberal Democrats Party and literally every comedian was making the joke, not merciless, just Ming. <laughs> so there was enough cultural cachet that that was just a standard joke that everyone jumped to. Okay, that can do it. Yeah. Um, there's an, the, the elephant in the room with this movie is, is, is it Doug Jones? I think it's Doug Jones. I had the Wikipedia option, I should get it open. He's not as bad as I remembered, but he, he's, yeah, he's I, pretty bad. People talk about him like he's absolutely dreadful, where he's just... You know, just there to look pretty. But he does it okay. He doesn't... He's dubbed, right? Yeah. For most of the film. Yes, yeah. he is. Um, which, I don't remember why, but... Oh, I assume that his voice is just like... Oh, no, I'm Flash Gordon! I'm Flash Gordon! <laughs> like that? I don't know. Or just completely barren of emotion. <laughs> oh, no, Ming, you cannot do that. <laughs> that might be the... I kind of like to see that version if it exists. That's the look on his face, isn't it? Um... But yeah, right oh, before just interesting while I'm looking at the looking it up online, it's got like fifty eight percent, six point five percent from critics, but like eighty or eighty four from just folks from the plebes. Yeah, <laughs> um, that happens. It's what it's happening more and more. Was it uh, Dave Chappelle's most recent comedy special? Yeah, people seem to love it, but the reviews were just ripped it apart. Huh. Yeah, so... I mean, comedy's pretty fucking subjective, right? So why would you even read a review? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Flash, I mean, why would you... You know who you're into you're, and who you're not, right? Exactly. You're going to watch Flash Gordon or you're not. <laughs> but um, I guess the real bad thing about the contrast here is uh, we I showed you a bit of the serial right before mm. we start recording, and Buster Crab, the guy in the 30s, he, he, has, he can't act either, but he's got so much charisma, it doesn't matter. Maybe they thought that was going to work out here. <laughs> There's this guy, yeah, just kind of seems like a wet blanket sometimes. Right. Um, now, in the other side of that equation, we have some fantastic actors also here. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you want to start? Um, let's start with Dr. Hans Zarkov. Oh, T, T, what's, he has a one, he's got a one word name. Yeah. Um, and it's great. To Topol. Topol. I, yeah. I just imagine he was like, okay, Topol what? Topol. <laughs> Well, you know, if I were a rich man, I would just go by one name. What's that? He started Fiddle on the Roof. He is a rich man. Yeah, there we go. Oh, no, I oh yeah, no, I don't actually have one. Oh, I thought you had your one name you were going to go with. <laughs> no, no, I was making... Um, I don't know. 
Actually, I kind of like my full name. Hmm. <laughs> so if you're a rich man, you'd probably keep it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've always said that I would use Luke Summerhays for non-science fiction novels that I write, and then Luke J.J. Summerhays for science fiction and fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> um, Apart from the brief period when I was telling everyone that I was going to change my name by deed poll so that it would be Luke J.D.J. Summerhays, because I was going to make Danger legally my middle name. <laughs> <laughs> Which I still somewhat regret not doing. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, but yeah, uh, now I've forgotten his name again. T- no, it's not T. Topol. Topol. Yeah. T-O-P-O-L. I'm probably saying it wrong. I feel bad for not Topol. being able to remember his name after five seconds, to be honest, because he's good here. He's um, brilliant. <laughs> he's also, uh, I believe he's Italian. And yeah, another... Um, he's Israeli, I think. Oh, is he? Okay. Anyway, there are some Italians here, like the, the producers, yeah. and... Israeli actor, singer, comedian, voice artist, film producer, author, and illustrator, Woo! apparently. I guess that explains why he's doing Fiddler on the Roof. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but um, there is an Italian connection. I've heard it's actually, this movie's pretty well remembered in Italy as well as hmm. the UK. But yeah, it's kind of fallen off the radar. Oh, that's interesting. He did also go on to be in one of Dalton's Bonds. Oh, okay. Another connection. Hmm. I hope he's the villain. Dr. Zarkov's a weird character. Well, we're still actors, but man, he's a weird, he, he's a weird character with a weird, a wonderfully weird acting approach in this yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The character works because Topol is so good at making him a weirdo, right? Because it's like he does some insane things that he could kind of be a villain at the start. I know. But you're just like, you need just to... He's just doing what he needs to do. Well, later when Dale just, like, goes with him, I'm like, are you sure you should do that? He had you at gunpoint, like, four hours ago. <laughs> he was just trying to save the Earth. Yeah, yeah. But and he needed someone to... He designed a spaceship, which for some reason needed a second person to push a pedal down. <laughs> he had an assistant until he ran off. But just give yourself the pedal. <laughs> <laughs> we, just, uh, we just watched that first episode of the serial where he's like... Bob in for a long shot, sure. That, that was much more fun. <laughs> yeah. So uh, in this version, Zarkov has to hold them at gunpoint and get them on the ship. In the serial, he's just like, I'm going to do this. And then, like, ah, oh. everyone says I'm crazy, but I think I can fly up there and save us. And Flash is just like, yeah, right. <laughs> and Dale has nothing better to do. And she's just like, well, there's nowhere else for me to go because there's a fucking meteor shower. So... <laughs> Hey, it makes sense. I mean, come on. If the meteors are coming down and the crazy man wants to go in a spaceship, seems I'd... seems fair game. Was it you or Matty I was having the conversation with that if Elon Musk came up to me tomorrow and was like, hey, yeah, we got a Mars mission. You want to come? Yes, instantly. <laughs> <laughs> Zero thought. <laughs> I don't know. You might get space madness. But fuck it. What else am I going to get to go to space? <laughs> I've I, I heard, what, 80% of people get sick the first 16 hours in space. Yeah, well, like you know, vomit people get sick. sick on boats. Like vomit sick. Yeah. You want to vomit in space, man? On once. Let's get those other supporting fellers out. Brian Blessed, I guess? Yes, I love Brian Blessed in everything. <laughs> I, mean, I definitely know him, but uh, just draw out a few more that I'll definitely like know. I mo- oh. I mean, he's like character actor, right? I mean, that's you so thinking you so better than the Naboo? Oh, come on! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one's not obvious. <laughs> I actually don't know. I mostly know him from this. He does so, a lot of animated roles. Okay, because I know I've seen him play. I think maybe he did some Monty Python. That sounds. That sounds Life of Brian. Maybe that sounds like it's ringing a bell. Hmm. But uh, yeah, here he's the leader. I, of the Claudia, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. 
I, I probably saw him there, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, there's, there's the Hawkman leader. Yeah, I, I guess... Blackadder. Blackadder, there we go. That's a, that's a hit. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess he is the leader of the Hawkman and the Naboo are pretty much the he's same also, thing. He's pretty buff at this point. I, I've always seen older um, Prime Blessed when he got pretty fat. Yeah. But here like, he looks like he could, you know lift up cars <laughs> I feel like he's anvil tossing um strong you know yeah 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 he, I mean he's definitely yeah, yeah he's not like ripped and thing. cut but yeah. he's strong yeah yeah you know at the behind the Irish pub he'd be tossing with mm-hmm. something with an Irish name that's heavy you wouldn't pick a fight with him no would you pick a fight with Dalton maybe yeah he's smaller yeah but he was a bond later he's al- he's also he's also got pretty good arms in this he's an underrated bond yeah i like those bond movies i mean i'm just thinking in terms of like hotness he's probably like one of the hotter bonds yeah yeah a little younger and more of a pretty boy here i guess yeah <laughs> but i don't know i guess we're talking we're talking about acting but it's it's all camp it's like how well are they doing the camp with uh doug jones it's uh he doesn't seem to know where he is. It it's <laughs> almost seems like he doesn't realize that everyone else is doing camp. And he thinks this is his big break and he's going to be a serious actor. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's doing everything so earnestly. And then everyone else is just chewing scenery like it's gum. <laughs> uh, the, who is top billed in this movie besides Queen? I mean, actor-wise? <laughs> I, I don't recall. I think... I'm going to say it's Max von Sydow. That would make I the most sense. I think you're right. Yeah, I think yeah. that was the first name I saw... I mean, that's the biggest gun, you know. Dalton, blessed they're good, but, uh, yeah. He's the first voice you hear as well. So even if they did it in order of appearance, it would be him. And such a fantastic voice as well. Holy crap. (laughs) He's like the quintessential movie villain, right? He's just perfect. And we did note he looks almost exactly the same. Oh, Sam Jones. We've been calling him Doug Jones. Doug Jones. Who's Doug Jones? I don't know. Okay, he's somebody, I'm sure. Yeah. Sam, Sam, Sam. Sam J. Jones. The J also stands for Jones. <laughs> I hope so. But yeah, that's chewing all the scenery you can with Ming. It's a great actor being Oh, told... Doug Jones is the weird fish guy from Hell... Hellboy. Oh, okay. And I think okay. he's the fish everyone wanted to fuck in the shape of. He just plays fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's in he's um Saru in Star Trek. Oh, that's why I got Doug Jones on the mind. Okay, got it. That makes a lot of sense now. But no, Sam. Sam. <laughs> Very different body type from Flash Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine him as Flash. Spindling through. <laughs> now, I guess you need stocky people for this movie. No, he's a football player, right? He's strong. He's the muscle man from a comic strip. Yeah, yeah. The actor was... Um, Physically, semi- he looks perfect. No, physically, looks like a flash, right? Yeah. But, um, and I think he was a semi-pro uh, football player. He probably had a leg injury and had to turn to acting, whatever. Yeah, sometimes. That's what happens. You become a football player, and then you injure your leg, and you either become a wrestler or an actor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Acting seems like a, a hipper, hipper one to go with. Yeah, but maybe you can't act, so all you can do is wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dale. Who's playing Dale? Or, or Aro, uh, the... the... Uh, Dale is... I recognize her face, but it might be because of this movie. <laughs> Melody Anderson. Give me something else she's been... Okay, Melody Anderson. Um, she's in Firewalker with Chuck Norris. I've seen it, but don't remember it. I probably saw it when it was new. She was in the original Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, that... Only for one episode. Yeah, and that wouldn't be a... Uh, she's in Manimal. I think I saw some Manimal at some point. 
I saw her from like you know watching like the. She hasn't done and... stuff that you've seen. Okay, basically. this is where we know her then. Yeah, <clears throat> Princess Aura. Princess Aura is played by Ornella Muti. Oh, this was part of our Italian connection, I guess. Mm, yeah, most of her films are Italian stuff. In lang- okay, okay. There's one of those hits then. Not, not the man who. She's been in loads of films, but Topaz. That's a stone. Topol. Ah, oh, thank you. See, I, I was I'm not th- even looking it up anymore. I've just learned his name at this point. I was getting there. I was thinking like precious stones, to- opal, right? But I came up with topaz instead. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's done very few English language films. Yeah, yeah, actually, that's where really I think that's where this I guess gained some ground in um, in Italy, but. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's giving pretty good actors uh, just all the scenery to chew. It's like, chew all the scenery you feel like it. It's great. So, yeah, shall we probably talk? Oh, no, we need to talk a bit about Max von Sydow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason, I thought we hadn't cut this. You won't. Hmm? <laughs> I said cut this, then I said you won't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he's, he's played death. He's played death with chess. There, I did it again. Yeah. <laughs> he's played chess with death. He's um, played death playing chess. <laughs> No, he was the no. knight. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, around the I same. That's what you're going for. So. Around the same time as Flash Gordon, maybe two years later, he did uh, Strange Brew. Are you familiar with that? No. Oh, that's a phone. It's a comedy. Like it's way under. Like it's that movie's like more under him than this one is. Huh. <laughs> it's uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie, the uh, beer swilling brothers from SCTV, having a movie. So it's like it's like a Saturday Night Live movie, but it's SCTV, and he is the. Um, Brewmaster who is putting mind control drugs into all the beer. Yeah, but he's just actually done loads of good stuff. He's no, he's, I know. Yeah. I just like for me when I first think of Strange Brew, then I think of this, and then I think of the first scene in The Force Awakens. Force Awakens. He was in Game of Thrones, but you wouldn't have seen that. And one. I do think of of the The, the Exorcist. I, I've got you know. I'm thinking of of his um, art film too, Seventh Seal. Seventh right? Seal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's the one that's Conan you, the Barbarian. He's a good actor. That likes to do weird stuff, isn't Dune. he? Dune. He's not making bad choices. He's just making weird choices. He's the voice of Vigo in Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this guy's great. Yeah, yeah, he is great. He's, he's, uh... he's in Judge Dredd. <laughs> Maybe that one was oh, a he's bad like, choice. Oh, he's, like, <laughs> he's like the mentor, right? Yeah, Judge Fargo. He's in Minority Report, which we'll probably cover eventually. And he's very good in that. Yeah. He's very good in everything. That's yeah, yeah, he's always good. He does... Shire Island, I didn't know he's in that. Yeah, yeah, okay, he's in that. that yeah, because when I saw... He Shire narrated Island. a Moomin's movie... <laughs> That's a little weirder. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, his last film was in 2018. He's still... Yeah, because I, I thought he was old in the 80s, and he's still around. So yeah, he's still he's going. Not Boy, he was as... born in 1929. Wow. That makes him he's 91. Doing good. I felt like he was 91 20 years ago, though. He just, yeah. I guess he always looks old. I mean, he looks old here. <laughs> yeah. Ming's supposed to be old. Yeah, he's born... I can tell you from experience, shaving your head makes you look old. Yeah. <laughs> How old is Ming? Is he like a thousand years? He says, I know, many thousands. Many it? thousands. Because he says he attacks a planet every thousand years. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. You've seen this more than I have. <laughs> I just remember that. I know, I picked that one up today. Is it stood out to me? I did get the... See, I haven't watched it, but I did buy the DVD, <laughs> which has um, the fantastic, I guess, 25th anniversary artwork, which is done by... Oh, so many Jones. Is he a Jones? All I can think of is Alex Jones. I know that's wrong. <laughs> but did the painting for... You see, Emperor Ming is... He's paying these democratic 
so cool liberals to <laughs> he wants to take the adrenochrome from these children and use it to prolong his life on the planet Mongo. You can look this up, people. It's pro- Hillary right. Clinton is a literal lizard. <laughs> well, until you got to Hillary, I, I, I was like, well, that's probably accurate for me. <coughs> oh, sorry, I can't do the Alex Jones voice without killing myself. Well, he seems to be killing himself. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. That's just the fluoride they put in the water. Taking away my natural psychic powers because they want to mind control us. Do you think Ming puts fluoride in the water? Oh, 100%. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's why everyone's got such beautiful teeth on Moko, despite <laughs> living in squalor. <laughs> I believe they did some design work in this movie. <laughs> um, you could say that, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, before we start recording, I was like, I, I had trouble getting through the throne room scene, which is a fantastic set. It's like, oh, it probably costs a lot of money. Just do them a lot there. <laughs> in the serial, that happens too. They have to make 13 episodes. So right. They spend a lot of time in, like, say, throne rooms. <laughs> yeah. But everything in this looks phenomenal. Mm. Like, often in really dumb ways. Like, did you... Look at the lizard men closely. Not as you, closely. They as have the like Earth. a big open mouth, and you can just see the human face in oh, the mouth. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I got you now. Uh, <laughs> so it's so weird. But yeah. like at first, I thought like, oh, I guess I'm probably not meant to have noticed that. But they have like close-ups. So I guess <laughs> that's just how they want that creature to look. Yeah. No, my first note uh, for today was Earth don't got no clouds. Oh uh, yeah, In yeah. 1980, the... you know to do that. <laughs> It just looks like a globe. It doesn't look at all like that's meant to be Earth from space. Because the other space stuff looks amazing. But but they really do want this to look like the serial and like the comic strip, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing else that looks like this, really. See, I almost feel like the Queen soundtrack almost takes you out of that a little bit. Because like, it's not so 30s? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, it's, it's like at this point in time, they really felt like sticking like glam rock to old movies. Metropolis. Well, Metropolis uh, yeah. yeah, they got the lover boy and Fla- Freddie Mercury there. So um, it almost, like, sometimes I forget how much this really does look like it, because, but, you know, it's Because it doesn't sound like it. It doesn't sound like it, but it does look. I mean, we just watched a bit of the um, the first episode of Serial, and other than the, you know, using the iguanas, <laughs> which is not about on the same level as your lizard man had. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, throw some color eyes, it looks like this movie. <laughs> But maybe they weren't even going for the serial. Maybe they were very... Well, no, we know that's not the case because it's beat for beat the same. Yeah. But, like, I feel like they were visually... They were going for the comic book very hard as well. Well, the serial did the comic strip, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the serial did the comic strip pretty well, especially for the okay. mid-30s. Uh, it um, looks like the comic strip, so so does this movie. So, okay. Uh, I, but, like, should... if you're going for that comic feel, then maybe they think, oh, the cheesy soundtrack works. Yeah, I can see that. No, it obviously works here, but... For but me, if, it's if, all... If they'd gone for just 1930s serial music, maybe it wouldn't feel as unique. True. Because there's nothing that feels like this. Yeah. I just feel like with a little more meta, they would have taken the uh, Peter Jackson King Kong approach here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sort of 30s style. Right. Done with a modern... Because orchestra. a little bit we see of Earth is clearly, like, well, contemporary to that time Earth. Right. I see what you mean. They would have actually set it in the 30s. Yes. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Because oh, the, yeah, because to me, rest- though, this film is so 80s. Now it is, yeah. But the design's very 30s with right. lots of color. 80s in. hair. Yeah. And bright colors. Yes. But yeah, it does look like the comic strip, which 
is the source material. So it does a very nice job of looking like it's source material, complete with, um, you know, shitty rocket ships. And I mean, what is planet Mongo exactly? I've, it I, looks like an exploded planet that people live on bits of. Is, okay, I've never... Do they, they never call it Planet Mongo, do they? I thought Mongo was like an empire of multiple planets. I guess so. I, yeah, sorry, I called it Planet Mongo in my summary. But... Well, they do in the serial. Oh, okay, that must be why. The serial was a planet is heading for Earth. Yeah, 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 okay, that's probably why. Is this just like a nebula floating Kinda. around bits? It's live inside that wormhole. In the hammered bracelet. Oh, did you catch any of the awful TV series they tried to make around the year 2000? I did not. I've also heard there's a good animated one from around the same time. The animated one's a bit earlier, like mid-90s, because I had some action figures from that. Sorry, I just want Again, flash caught on in the UK. Yeah, I just want to throw that in there, that there was a decent anime before we get to... I think it was more like 2007 when they did that. I feel like it was towards the end... No, yeah... Maybe a little like five. Anyway, I know... It was around Smallville time, and okay. they were trying to do a Flash Gordon Smallville. Ooh. So it mostly stays on Earth, and then he just goes through, like, portals to Mongo sometimes. That's stupid. It's real stupid. It was awful. It was okay. so bad. <laughs> and, and missed any of what people find appealing about Flash Gordon. Fla- Flash Gordon's very dependent on its story. Yeah. Like, you don't just put Flash in other stories. Football jock goes to space. <laughs> it, yeah. Um, I mean... Flash is the story. I mean, there's not much character there, to be honest. Uh, the whole thing is Flash get, is, is just some dude that gets shepherded onto a rocket ship with a mad scientist and has these experiences. Yeah, and then defeats Ming. Because Batman, for example, there's like the, all these like personality things, what he does. That doesn't apply to Flash. Just here's the story. Yeah, Flash's character is hero. Yeah. Even with um, the heroes, they, they did three. They did uh, Flash Gordon's trip to Mars. I had them a minute ago, but I've lost them. And they did uh, Flash Gordon Conquers the Universe. Yeah, I saw I know this one. stuff. You don't have to look it up. Um, in fact, I remember I watched Flash Gordon. I watched the sequels first because it was, for some reason, really hard to find the original serial uh, huh. when I was growing up. So I never saw that till like, I was already, like, 20-something, which <laughs> is probably why it's never quite keyed in as much as, say, the Buck as Rogers. As the Buck Rogers has, yeah. Despite ha- I mean, it's the same character, same actor anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, again, yeah, they have no character, so you can just give them a different name and you don't have to change anything. And in the 30s, they just they got a guy with charisma, so it didn't matter. But yeah. They, they have a man with no charisma. Um, I did hear they did have the idea of making a sequel to this and basing on Flash Gordon uh, Trip to Mars. Well, they very clearly end it with a sequel Question hook, mark. right? Yeah. In like the, the lamest sequel hook ever, but... <laughs> I Am I misremembering this, or is there also a post-credits where he picks up... Oh, no, I don't know. It's literally the start of the credits. Ignore me. No, we, we decide... We see him pick up the ring. We want the movie to end with a freeze frame. Yeah. And Flash is, yeah! Yeah, I mean, so I feel like everything after that is post-credits, but it's not. Well, you said they should roll the credits over the freeze frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Proper old school. Yeah. No, I would have dug that. But there's a little bit after. I think they freeze frame on the D end, though, don't they? They still freeze frame, just not as awesomely. Yeah. It's not like... Oh, yeah, because it's just uh, some dirt. <laughs> It's not Flash jumping at the camera and fisheye legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they made that. I know they wanted to like wrap up the story, but who cares? Dale doesn't. Dale wants to go back to Earth. And they, they're going back to Earth. Baron's the prince now. They're going to yeah. try and go back to Earth. Yeah, yeah. They haven't managed it yet. They don't know how. Because there might be a sequel. But right. So they didn't need that scene at all. Nope. Yeah. Uh, I think. I think it was. Um, I was about to say. Oh, then you get the Sam Jones himself was not. He he was too good for a sequel or something. Really. Well, or was he just pissed off that they wouldn't include his voice and stuff? He was pissed off. Um, <laughs> but also, it didn't make huge bank. So I can't imagine there was a huge push for a sequel. 
Well, it made its money in the States. Uh, it cost 20 million. It cost 20 million and made like 27. So Something like that. In the UK, it made 14 million pounds, which I think was 14 quite, or 14? 14. Okay, so that's that about $20 million. Dollars. Right. So, but making the same yeah, mistakes yeah, in the UK budget, yeah. is notable. Yeah, that's rare. Yeah. It's, so this, this, the UK is the size of a state. Yeah. I mean, they, <laughs> they make. They make sequels for far less successful films, even mm, in America. True that. So, um, I and guess, it was the eighties, so they probably could have just tried keep kept trying to catch that Star Wars buzz. Yeah, so I'll say. I mean, would anyone been that bothered? If, could you have recast him? I think he probably could have. Uh, definitely. <laughs> Sorry, Sam seems like a nice guy from Ted, but you could have recast him, and it wouldn't. You, you can't recast Max von Sydow. That's that's no. not in the cards. You couldn't. I'm going to try and get it. You can't. Topol. Yep, you, you can't, can't recast, recast top, top. Topol. See, I remembered Opal this time and not Topaz. It worked. Good job. Okay. <laughs> I feel like you could maybe recast Dale, but you couldn't recast Laura. Yeah. Dale you know, didn't feel like she had much more character than Flash, to be honest. Right. And you don't ever recast Brian Blesser or Timothy Dalton. Uh, well, you do you? in Bond, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's a different story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but we were on design, and um, I noticed in your notes you said this has a very similar aesthetic to early TNG. Yeah, um, kind of the Technicolor clouds vibe. Yeah, and just just like the like silk dress robes and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's when I read that. No, that's kind of what I thought. Yeah, see, I think that's actually what I was thinking. I was just trying to remember. I wrote the note. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the like the you know Riker's sex planet from the first season and stuff. I don't yeah. think that's what they caught in the show. <laughs> Riser. Uh, actually, that probably should be Riker's sex plan. I was thinking of the one where he had to start wearing like frilly gowns. Oh yeah, yeah, is or, that or also the, the super racist episode? No, that's okay. the one with the um, that's Code of Honor where they land on planet Africa. <laughs> where, if you take the script, if you take the script of that and close your eyes, it's actually not that bad an episode. But if you open your eyes, it's oh yeah. my god, why are they doing this? <laughs> Even the cast hated it. Yeah, really. So, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That that. That layer of cheese, where TNG was trying to be like good about it, but it was still a little cheesy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it just still had an eighties costume aesthetic. And our our coworker Rob, I think it was before you were working there, but uh, he he was going back and watching TNG, and it's like it's like they got all the you know out of work porno actor uh, actors in LA as extras. I yeah. think the same thing goes for Flash, but <laughs> deliberately in <laughs> but, Flash's but, case. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Like I. <clears throat> I haven't seen Flesh Gordon, but I feel like this. I can see where you can very easily extrapolate because half extrap on because half of these scenes like almost turn into that on their own. <laughs> so knowing how much I watched this film, explain some things about my tastes having grown up. There's, there's lots of kinky shit in this film. Oh yeah, <laughs> people are constantly getting tied up and stripped naked and tortured and stuff. Murdered and weird or executed in weird ways. Weird, yeah, weird slave stuff, weird bondage stuff, weird costume stuff, weird power plays. Dale, get, Dale goes for the drugs pretty fast. Yeah, she's just like, yeah, all right, fine. <laughs> I mean, you would, I think, in her position. Yeah, but they look, it looked like a fun one. So some, some a bit of the soma, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the rocket ships. Sometimes a rocket is just a rocket. No, no. I'm but a, usually a rocket ship is a big old dick. <laughs> I, I was actually turning the key there. To For sure, why not? <laughs> no, I was just... Um, you know, it's it's trying to go for the 30s rocket ships with the sparks sputtering out yeah, and it's kind yeah, of yeah. wavering a little and all that. Um, a, more refined than that, of course, but... Um, yeah, they, they all look cool, but none of them are super iconic or anything. 
No. But they, all, they all have a look, right? They all fit a vibe. Yeah. Ming's flagship comes close. That's a pretty hip one. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Although, again... I couldn't, just... like, draw it silhouette from memory or anything. Yeah, I can draw... I think I can draw the 30s Flash Gordon rocket ship from memory. Because it's just the rocket ship. Uh, yeah, it is literally. You, pick, you is picture a rocket, rocket ship, ship right that, now, you can see it. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's that one. This one was a little different, but pretty much on that keel. I mean, you can't really change it too much. No. <laughs> they they even had like full like separation and stuff, like a real. That was a weirdly accurate touch. Yeah, I guess. Well, when you see Earth from space in those shots, it does have an atmosphere and look like a planet. Oh, yeah. So maybe Ming was just actually supposed to be looking at, like, a hologram or a globe or something. Oh, like, yeah, it's just real nice. Because, like, yeah, they do other space shots and it look good. <laughs> that one stands out so much. That's the one you remember. <laughs> it always makes you think this is a Universal movie because that could have just been, like, a Universal logo and they cut to that. Yeah, it's like, it's like now you make a movie and you try and dial down your CGI and use practical effects. When they did this, I think they were trying, like, literally, like, dial down to the 30s. Yeah. But that's kind of cool. Yeah, because again, like I said, it looks like nothing else. Yeah. And like the bits where they're flying through like the nebulas and stuff look amazing. Well, I, I wrote somewhere in here, oh, so this is where Wrath of Khan got the idea from. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're what, hiding the Hawkman in there. So yep. very similar to that. And the nebula also looks similar. I guess they probably use some similar kind of process for that. Yeah, maybe it was like the water they were talking about with um, Black Hole. Yeah, yeah, throw some... Some dye and some water, film it slow, uh, put the uh, slow film or whatever, and you're good to go. Yep. Upsets. Only Hans Zarkov, formerly a Nasser, has provided any explanation. Flash! Ah! He's a miracle! This morning's unprecedented solar eclipse is no cause for alarm. Flash! Ah! King of the impossible! Ajax to bring back his body. Flash, I love you. 
But we only have 14 hours to save the Earth! Yeah, that rocked. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I can't play that riff and sing. <laughs> Apparently I can't fucking tap a bowl and sing. <laughs> That's why Brian May didn't sing that much. He stopped playing guitar, then he'd start singing for the opera parts. Have you ever... Have you? How many times have you seen like live clips of Bohemian Rhapsody? Maybe never. Okay. I don't know if you... I, I've watched a few, and Live Aid too, by the way. When they get to the operatic part, yeah. they just give up and play a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then come back and But yeah, the whole, like, uh, you know, Scaramouche, Scaramouche, they just play the video. I'm not surprised. Concerts. I'd be part of one. It's like, when I do karaoke, though, I try to do, like, all the parts by myself. Right. I'm just a silly little weather of a bad Scaramouche, Scaramouche, shall we do the fandango? Thunderbolts are lightning, very, very frightening me. Galileo, Galileo, Galileo. I'm going my effect because you're singing, too. That's fine. Sorry. But we were both trying to sing every part. Yes, 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 yes. But, uh... But again, you can't hear it and not join in. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. I've told you the story about the Star Wars edition, right? Uh, hit me. When, um... Before episode seven came out, they were holding just open auditions for it. And me and my buddy decided to go along. We had to queue outside for overnight. <laughs> and there was like a thousand people. <laughs> but at one point, the whole crowd sung Bohemian Rhapsody. It was one of the most magical experiences of my life. Okay, now you haven't hit me with that. Uh, but uh, the lame part was like, we finished, it was amazing, everyone's great. And then some guy starts trying to sing, do you hear the people singing? And just, no one's, no one's having it. And like, you get one. <laughs> you get one. <laughs> Magic's finished, man. Go home. <laughs> But I think um, it wasn't supposed to leak that it was Star Wars they were holding auditions for, right? It mm-hmm. was just like untitled Disney film. So of course they didn't actually they couldn't actually handle eight thousand auditions, right? <laughs> so of course no one from that process was going to get a role. Yeah, I, it, was, I, it was literally just turn up, give them your headshot, sign a form, and leave. There was no time for even a conversation. Well, yeah, just be an extra, I guess. <laughs> I would have loved to have been an extra. Oh, that would have been cool. But also, like, I hadn't slept all night. And at this point, for some reason, I had a moustache. So I looked like I was about 40, and they were casting for, like, early 20s. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I, um, I, could have been a, I could have been an extra on Road Trip. Ever see that movie? I'm aware of it. I think I've seen it. It's not bad. They were filming at my university. It's like a Sean William Scott stupid comedy, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. My girlfriend the time's in it, but we think maybe she was just like, there's a blur we think might have been her. But, uh... my, blur, my buddy worked at the cafe of the local cathedral. Which used to get used for filming quite often, so he's been in a few things. Ah, okay. Yeah, but they were like, you gotta get up at like five, and I'm like, screw that, so... I keep thinking I should sign up for extra work here, because they probably love a bunch of white extras. Yeah, yeah. Probably get loads of work. We could go give lecherous looks in the background of some Japanese movies, that'd be cool. (laughs) But then then we just have to hang around in scenes which are shot in America. (laughs) Right? Sorry. Is this like, um, do people have this album on their, you know, their, their vinyl record cabinet shelves? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, It yeah. is. Okay. I, I, in America, I mean, you might stumble upon it in a flea market, but it's not what people would think of if they're going for Queen. It, this is probably top five in the UK. Really? If you think Queen, you're just like, okay, Bohemian Rhapsody, We Will Rock You. I'm talking the album, though. Killer is... Queen, Flash. Yeah. Okay, okay. Because they were like, you know, but... You have the hero at the end, mm. which they play over the ending credits. Everything in between actually is pretty much just um, really glam uh, soundtracking music. There's a little bit of orchestral score tossed in here and there as well. Yeah, I guess maybe I don't know. Um, uh, are we, have we been recording this whole time? Yeah. Oh. 
<laughs> yeah, I was just thinking you. That's why, I was not, that's, sorry, that's why I'm like looking up YouTube videos and stuff. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I'm coming for realsies here. You're oh, you on. Got some, you got some editing work to do, I my do, friend. I do. <laughs> <laughs> why do you think I keep trying to talk about the music, man? <laughs> oh yeah, right. Shit. <laughs> So, okay, that's what Luke sounds like when he's not on mic. Transferring files and watching YouTube videos. And no, I was just like, I, my I just thought you were assuming I'd be, you know, like edited out. Okay, I, I edited some time out there. Okay, well, here, you could, you're now responding oh, well, to a record about the music. We've got our end credits bit now. <laughs> ah. um, you know, they're, they're, I don't know about album wise because. I've never been a. I don't think I've ever owned a Queen album, right? I've just had all best of. Fucking millennials. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, but definitely, if you're naming songs. Well, man, when I listen to music, it's out in the club, you know? <laughs> I don't know what I am. I'm slightly too young for Generation X, and I'm slightly too old to be a millennial. I think they call it Generation Y now. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, no, I think we're both just at the, the two tail ends of millennial. Maybe. Millennial is just if you came of, like, came of age around the turn of the millennium. Yeah, okay, I don't know. I think, I think you are a millennial. They're all just labels, man. Oh, yeah, of course. Like the music in the air. <laughs> uh, have you actually listened to the meat in the middle of this album? The meat Probably actually being not. the two well-known songs, but... Yeah, no, I haven't. Okay. I've never sat and listened to it. Okay. Obviously, I've seen the film enough times, I've probably heard most of it. But... I, did, I did Saturday Night on the train. Yeah? Rolled by, I was reading, like I said, I was reading Batman, kind of, worked fine. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I often listen to soundtracks when I'm, like, working and stuff, right? Because yeah. if you listen to stuff with lyrics, you start listening to them. Right, exactly. So, um, like, you know, it's, it's serviceable. Some of it's a little jarring. <laughs> like the football fight, which is when Flash starts... Yeah, that music doesn't really seem like the right music to, for that moment. <laughs> it was fun, though. It was fun, but just kind of weird. The only thing I find jarring is at the end. Where every time it cuts back to Flash, you get Flash. Oh, well, I put. It, I did put in my notes. My favorite was what? what? Oh, I, I the wed Flash. Yeah. I the wed. Oh, the wed. I see that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love that. It's great. Oh, oh. and I, I was slamming on Sam Jones acting, but the one thing I really like when he he looks so happy when he gets on the rocket cycle. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Every time he. Anytime he's flying something, he looks like he's having the time of his life. <laughs> so in those moments, he's fantastic. <laughs> well, I guess because he did just get to go and play around on a rocket cycle in front of a green screen, it's probably great fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's like, ah! Just uh, looking so happy there. Um, yeah, I would definitely love to do um, cocaine with Sam Jones in a Chinese lady's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of an asshole wears his name on his T-shirt? <laughs> well... A sports star who's wearing his branded products, I guess. <laughs> okay, if you go to see like a concert and like the band has like their T-shirts on, that that's just lame. Um, wrestlers do it all the time. Ah, okay, there <laughs> you Hulk go. Hulk will come out in a Hulk Mania T-shirt and then rip it off, you know. Okay, okay, I got it. I was, yeah. Yeah, he's probably got a contract. They're selling Flash T-shirts. You need to wear them when you're traveling and you get photos taken. <laughs> yeah. Unless he, unless he was wearing one for the comic book. Yeah, he's just a big Flash fan. <laughs> That's why he's got the nickname Flash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you ever read the Spider-Man comic where you find out why Flash Thompson is called Flash? Uh, not... Maybe, I don't know. It's one that I remember really well. Basically, it's just after he's come back from the war and he's, like, lost his legs. And it's, the, the whole issue is him telling stories about how Spider-Man inspired him, blah, blah, blah. 
And it's a bit like, oh, so why are you called Flash? And then he says, like, oh, you know, high school football. And then you get a panel of him in a car with a girl, like, sorry, it's a bit too fa- uh, It's normally longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> is it the same for this Flash? He's certainly... Probably. I mean, he's very fast, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, in other films, I feel like I've called it out when it's been like they've just met each other and now they're getting married. But it just works in this because it's so cheesy and 30s and comic book. Yeah, it's like they meet and they've been like married for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, Flash! <laughs> yeah, they've they met on the airplane. They've crashed the airplane, gone to space, which they were asleep for most of. <laughs> and then they're separated pretty much as soon as they get to Mongo. When has he decided that he has to be with her and can't be with Aura? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. And I... I um, in the Sierra again, I love it. It's like, oh, I'm Dr. Zarkov. Who are you? I'm Flash. Flash Gordon? Yes. Who are you? Who are you? I'm Dale. That's oh, yeah. <laughs> your name, yet. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what happens here, too. I, I think they do actually exchange names yeah, yeah, they on, the to each other on the airplane. Yeah, yeah in the Sierra, they didn't bother to do that. Because <laughs> they're jumping out of a plane. Right. Yeah, I guess. You don't really ask who people's names are as meteors are streaming by. But Although you also made the fun point that. Despite having his name on his T-shirt, he gets out of the spaceship and introduces himself. <laughs> well, maybe they think he's a big, you know, superhero fan. <laughs> when do you think it went from people think of Flash Gordon when they hear Flash to they think of the Flash when they hear Flash? Hmm. 90s TV show. Uh, in yeah, America. That was, that was fairly big, in America, right? that would have been enough to make the switch. See, I feel like in the UK, maybe it wasn't until the recent TV show. Right. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking because the, the UK Queen might song be a little so longer, huge. But... Apparently, they used the song in the modern TV show in, like, season six. Okay. Which, you know, you would, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> but, no, I, I do remember when I was watching the, like, 1990 or whatever TV show, like, Flash Gordon was not really on my mind. Buck oh, Rogers. a hole in the clouds that looks like a skull. Oh, right. It's planet, Mon- it's weird nebula cloud Mongo coming. That or a space invader. Yeah. <laughs> space invaders would be cool. I mean, like, the game. Yeah. I want to play the game. We talked about King Kong a month and a half, two months ago, whatever, and we were, like, in 1933, it was sci-fi. Now it's really a monster movie, right? Yeah. Flash Gordon is, like, shorthand for science fiction. Yeah. In the 30s, that's it. But in 1980... It's borderline fantasy. It's, huh? it's really fantasy now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although, for what we saw of the serial, it wasn't as whack as this is. Like, the planet was shaped like a planet and stuff. Yeah, although they did have the iguanas in that first episode. Oh, yeah, that's just effect of the time, right? Theoretically, I watched the whole thing, but that's because I slept through it <laughs> in the wee hours in the morning. I woke up, it was like four hours in. By the way, if you watch the 30s serial, you're in for four plus hours. <laughs> and if you want to go to the sequels... Uh, <laughs> the ones I found on YouTube are only like two hours-ish. I think they cut out... Um, like the credits between them and oh Master yeah, and there's cool. also um, they had made like cuts for television. They made right. a theatrical cut for just for one movie. There's lots of which no. you know usually no, don't cut it. But in this case, you might be better off. Oh well, yeah, because it's presumably been deliberately dragged out in places, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this movie, except for possibly a throwaway scene, which I did enjoy more now because it is entertaining with Ming just screwing with everyone. Yeah. But um, yeah, this movie definitely pumps along, like you said. Uh, every 
other minute it's something new and insane. And it's just just such a simple, fun story. It's just this villain is so clearly villainous. <laughs> These people need a hero, and here's just the cheesiest, most all-American hero ever. <laughs> it's got a strong jaw, great hair, and big muscles. <laughs> and his name on his T-shirt. And he also does the... Um, the Logan's Run thing of no matter what he goes through, he gets out of the water and his hair's perfect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He gets dragged into a swamp by a monster and the next shot he's blow-dried and gorgeous again. <laughs> yeah, that was rather quick, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, shouldn't he still be covered in shit at this point? <laughs> it's like um, in Last Action Hero when Schwarzenegger falls in the tire and he just cleans it off with wet wipes. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what he keeps in his pockets. Lots of wet, white, wet, wet wipes. Well, Do- Flash is the name of a cleaning product in the UK. Because they use this song on the TV commercials. So maybe he's actually advertising them. Ah. He just watches himself in freaking kitchen bleach. <laughs> they, they just pay him, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I just lost my train, I thought. Goodbye, train. I missed the train. Matt's thoughts. Leaving the station. <laughs> Next train, something weird about the cabal. <laughs> <laughs> Were the cabal behind this one, Matt? Ming would be the leader of that. Wait, no, you did have a note about the Cabal in your notes. You said you think the Cabals really have buttons like that for turning on natural disasters. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Damn it. Well, Obama has a weather controlling machine, so... Seed your clouds, see what you want. It's fun. Oh, that was something I wanted to look up, though. Is hot hail a real thing? What the fuck is hot hail? Well, he made some new ones. It's like, you know, a mashup. Um, I guess a volcano goes, could hot hail be like the bits of lava, right, you know, flowing your way? What is hot hail? It's just when you get hail during the summer, I think. Because it can form very high up in the atmosphere where it's still cold. And Ming has a button for that? I guess. That's kind of lame. But they just look like small meteors to me. <laughs> I think, I'm pretty sure they actually just made up hot hail for this film. Well, he, he has a different definition than the real one. He needs to get a dictionary, that's what he needs. I know what I want to get at. There's several, like, really disturbing scenes in this movie as well. Yeah. The execution is played quite disturbingly. It's just put in a tank and gassed. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, no, watching it, I know he survives, but they haven't given you really a clue at that point. Right, and then the... That's this... really early in the film. Flash Gordon is stripped to his pants put, and put in a gas chamber and killed. <laughs> I guess gas chambers are pretty dark. Yeah, yeah. Well, but... and then you also, you flashback, like, through... Um... Flashback! Through Sorry, Zarkov's life, right? Oh, yeah. And, like, he went through some grim stuff as a kid as well. Yeah, there's that. And, and then you see his butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my no friends. Hey, he doesn't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, do you remember your birth? Only because my parents showed me the video. Nope. And still a listener has not got in contact who has the tape of their conception. <laughs> <laughs> Get back to us. Not birth, conception. <laughs> Um, also, uh, the stump with the scorpion thing, that's pretty disturbing. Yeah, it's pretty cool, though. Game of Russian, I guess I can't say Russian relay, um, a Borean relay? Yeah. Is that right? It's, I think it's just roulette, man. A Borean roulette? Roulette? Roulette! Russian roulette? Russian roulette, 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 roulette. Russian roulette, right? I don't know anymore. I've never heard it called Russian roulette. <laughs> I try to sound classier, man. I want to put some class into this podcast. Creme brulee and some Russian roulette. <laughs> Jason Statham and Russian roulette. <laughs> Statham's the correct pronunciation. Oh, shit. I got it wrong. <laughs> well, I, I put, you taught me how Jason to say it correctly. <laughs> I told you to. I taught you to pronounce it correctly, and then you did it trying to do it wrong. <laughs> 
Well, good. I learned then, didn't I? Kinda. <laughs> uh, where were we? Yeah, the the image of classiness, Jason Statham <laughs> and Russian roulette. <laughs> uh, I couldn't make the same joke from the last podcast anyway, so now hey, I haven't. Gentlemen, let's play some Russian roulette. <laughs> While we eat some creme brulee. Creme brulette. I do like creme brulette. <laughs> I had some the other day. I haven't had it for a while. Um... Pizza Napoli mm. has it. Oh, okay. But the I, problem is you eat so much or you can eat pizza beforehand that yeah, I kind of didn't enjoy the crumpling. I think I've had that experience before. It was a few years ago. Yeah, they just push the pizza on carts and then you keep eating pizza. Yep. You have to order like a pasta main, but it wasn't that filling, so we still ate a lot of pizza. It's a business model which is designed for Japanese people who don't eat much mm. and they couldn't function if people like us went in on a regular basis. Did you run them out of business? No, but there's only three of us, but we did a good job. <laughs> um, I went to an all-you-can-eat Mexican place once in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and um, it was like when you they just keep bringing you stuff until you finally gave up and put up the flag. It's basically ours. It had a little sign you turn around. Okay. Although the, my main memory from that is the table across from us was another guy who's like me. He's like, he's not buff, but he's got a bit of arm. So we were both having like a trying to casually pose as if we're flexing off. <laughs> so I just have my arms on the table, but, I, you know, in a way that I kind of show my back. So then he does the same thing. So then I'm, like, reaching behind my back, showing off a little bit of behind. He's doing the same. <laughs> Sneakily putting your arm around the person next to you. Yep, yep, yep. Just like, uh, oh, I made some new additions to the car. I got a disco ball <laughs> and the light. So the light reflects off the disco ball. I should mention Luke's flexing at this moment. Well, that's a scene from Transformers. Hopefully someone out there got it. Yeah, yeah. Well, if not, you just have to get the... Yeah, it's a deep dive. I don't have... um, I don't really have the arms of anyone in this film. (laughs) Flash had good arms. Baron had good arms. Baron Blessed has phenomenal arms. I guess we don't really see Ming's arms. I don't... I I can't picture Ming as ripped. He's in the flowing robes. Yeah. He likes the flying robes. Not not the girly ones. He's no, no, no. Some red and stuff. I like some Picard robes. Yeah. Why isn't Ming racist? He seems, I mean, it seems to work out okay. I think he's, he's really Ming. <laughs> well, he is. I Ooh. guess because guess it's from the 30s. And yeah. Just, maybe that's why he looks so much like the 30s version. Right. If they may have changed, people would be like, how could you? But since they just copied it outright, it's just like, well, okay. Sure. Yeah, just say what it is. Well, at the end when they're coming, oh yeah, and all Mongos can live in peace. I'm like, that sounds like a word you shouldn't say. I can't tell you why. Just sounds like you shouldn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't Mongo the guy in Blazing Saddles? Maybe. <laughs> the, the big dude, Mongo, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You might be right. So, and maybe you can get away with a Mongo. One of my favorite real subtle gags in Hot Fuzz. They got the swear jar, and all the swears are like asterisks out. Except cunt. That <laughs> <laughs> one is see in America that's like like that's worse than saying fuck. Yeah, oh in the UK as well. Oh, okay. That's what I mean, that's why it's funny. It's the worst one, but it's not censored. <laughs> well I've just found from talking with folks from the UK it's not particularly. No, no, it is the worst swear word. Oh it's still It's is, just that okay. we don't care as much about swearing generally. There we go, okay. Yeah, people look at you funny in the States, or at least they used to. I don't like older people do in the UK, but amongst people my age, we swear all the fucking time. All the fucking time. I like like my Scottish friends, you're like, ah, look, you're a good cunt. <laughs> it's just standard. Why, thanks. <laughs> um, weird Sense, oh yeah, 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 Weird Sense Sounds, this movie does a few of those. Yeah, there's some, there's some synthy stuff. I mean, Queen does that a lot anyway, right? Yeah. 
It's like the... The Imperial Vortex is fun with Queen. Too bad the Floyd were busy. Floyd would have been good for that bit. This would be a very different film with a Floyd soundtrack. Not in, the, not in 1980, though. That's like the wall in the final cut. Yeah. But, man, if you go, like, early 70s Floyd, sure. Yep. That would, that would rock out. I don't know if it would work. Because <laughs> the tone would not fit. We oh. don't need no Ming the Merciless. <laughs> Oi! Ming! <laughs> Leave them mongos alone! <laughs> now it sounds horrible! <laughs> well, that's, that's why in the spatial area of Mongo, everyone gets names like the Aborians or the Hawkmen. Because you can't... <laughs> you have them the actual title, I guess. Green Mongos. <laughs> <laughs> Winged mongos. <laughs> oh, I don't know why. Um, how I feel like Ming's henchman shouldn't be forgettable, but he's very forgettable somehow. Well, the why? Doctor Doom guy. Yeah, that, he's cool. He is cool, but I couldn't tell you his name or anything. No, I couldn't either. And like when I was doing a summary, it's like, oh yeah, there was that guy in the movie. Yeah, he's cool, and then but- there's like the weird like plague doctor masked troops as well. Yeah, I, I- guess because. You are constantly seeing whack designs. <laughs> like, very few of them can stick. Yeah. I, I wonder if Ming should just be doing his henchman's work. I mean, the henchman gets killed. I guess that's a thing, and that gets Ming to attack. But Yeah, and also you don't... He like, didn't really need that excuse. Come on. <laughs> but also I like that you don't really see Ming get his hands dirty very much because he feels untouchable for most of the film. Right. So then it is a, a great event when Flash finally impales him on a fucking spaceship. <laughs> So, Although I was disappointed you never got to see a final like little duel between them. Yeah. Because even in the opening credits you see comic book panels of them sword fighting, right? Oh, yeah. And they, they both carry swords for most of the film, but you never see them clash. So, But I guess clash. they were hoping for sequels. <laughs> clash! Ah, with your swords! <laughs> so, um, so, at the end, Ming tries to use the ring on Flash and it just doesn't work because... He's dying. Because... Yeah, okay. And then he just looks at him, vaporizes him. And maybe like, the ring was truly his master all along. Ah. <laughs> the, the sequels are going to have Sauron. <laughs> <laughs> I just put that it looked like he transported himself to Candyland or something. I guess he used some sort of stasis quality of the ring to give himself some time. And, and then or transported his, um, transported his consciousness to a clone body, and that's who we see at the end. Oh, there we go. I don't remember what the trip to Mars is about. I'm gonna guess. The trip to that Mars. they take a trip to Mars. <laughs> the Ming's there. <laughs> I don't know. When I think Mars, I think of Dan Dare and the Mekon and stuff. Yeah. Did I tell you I had a newspaper? I had a newspaper sci-fi serial. No. Was, um, my local paper. I used. I had a, a whole shtick for a couple of years of just sending them dumb letters, and they always printed them because they found them funny. So then I offered to just do like a. 10 strip little sci-fi serial I think it was called like Captain Dick Jones <laughs> and yeah they went for it and I printed 10 real dumb little sci-fi serials where he goes to Mars and battles the Emperor of Mars and <laughs> saves Mars and stuff like that that does remind me um, I guess the most recent Flash reboot would have been John Carter yeah in a way because Flash was basically kind of going for John Carter in the first place yep did you ever watch that? I know I didn't it's I heard that. it's like not actually not bad but it just somehow flopped it's, well, they gave it the title John Carter. Uh, they cut goes to like Mars, right? Well, John Carter of Mars. Yeah. Even that's not a great title now, but just I mean, Flash Gordon, Flash, right? Yeah, John Carter, 
Yeah. It's like, it sounds like he works in an office. Yeah, I mean, I mean at least John Carter on Mars might have had a little more, but... Right. Yeah, we might get to that at some point. It's not, I, well, honestly, I've only watched it like once, but I liked it that one time, so... Yeah. yeah. I don't know, how, how would you do a Flash today that added anything to this one? That seems like a place to, to, to go. Let's go there. Kind of started things off with like where the stands today in the states or in the UK. Right. It's like like does, like we already talked about how it stands up. So let's address your question of how would you do this now? I guess the closest recent thing was of that. Um, did you see Sky Captain? No, I know what it is, but yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, watch yeah. It. The film which was just slightly too early because its whole thing was that everything was in front of a green screen. Right. And now that's just how films are made. Yeah, and that didn't look so good at that. Even when it came out, I was like, man, I want to watch Sky Captain, but it... Yeah, it looked a bit naff and everything. But that was the last film that I... Well, you mentioned John Carter. John Carter. But does John Carter lean into the 30s comic book vibe? Or does it just happen to be based on one of those stories? Well, John Carter's... Like uh, around the turn of the century, right? Because it's right? novels, right? It's not just exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's not, but obviously it's a novel. So some, I'd say the look probably came more from the covers of those novels, right? Like especially once they went to paperback or whatever. But does it? But what I'm asking is, does the film lead into that old school cheese, or does it try and do it? It tries yeah. to do it like groovy. It wants to be the, your new Star Wars, right? Um, how how Flash Gordon is Guardians of the Galaxy? I've that was the one I was going to mention. <laughs> kind of that, yeah. Um, I mean, it just in the fact that it it's not afraid to just be colorful and weird, and it's Thor Ragnarok is more Flash Gordon uh, because it, it yeah. has that weird you can't tell if it's sci-fi or fantasy, right? Right. Like Asgard looks like one of these Mongo planets. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, I'd say you know you get a snarkier Flash with Star Lord, where I yeah. mean Thor is Thor. You're never gonna like put Thor in your Flash spot. But Thor is kind of Flash, though, right? No, like, Thor is just Thor, a man. He's just a man. Yeah. <laughs> but Flash has... Flash doesn't have snark. He's just pure... Che- I mean, I guess Chris Evans would be your Flash now. Captain America. Yeah, but he never goes sci-fi enough. But he, he could, right? He could. Let him grow his hair out a little bit, stick him in a football jersey and send him to a manga and you basically got Flash Gordon. <laughs> Maybe that's the next one they'll make. Because they got to make a movie of him traveling through time. He can go back to the 30s and <laughs> have a Flash adventure. But no, I mean, I guess, bro, like you mentioned earlier, if you did it today, do a Jackson King Kong and actually set it in the 30s. I think that would be, because then you, def- like when in 1980, there's, like I said, is Ring Mace, or Macist, is Ming Macist, Vasist. Yeah. <laughs> a Ming Vase. Um, is Ming Racist. In 1980, I think people were like, eh, whatever, it's based on the 30s comic strip. Now, they would, especially if they cast like someone, well, jeez. Do you cast, what's well, more racist, casting a white guy? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> uh, I think that, 
In Iron Man 3, they dealt with that situation interestingly with a man. Right, right, right. I'm not going to say they dealt with it well or badly, but they dealt with it interestingly. I guess, yeah, you would do a similar thing where all of these vaguely racist-sounding words, Mongos and Ming and whatever, are a false villain created by someone. Yeah. Very white, right? Or but go, then it's just not Flash anymore. What if you take the ancient alien route that a couple thousand years ago they influenced those cultures? Yeah, maybe. But someone could still be, like, not happy about that. Oh, yeah, that, that just gets into that whole territory of, well, anyone who wasn't white must have had aliens help to do anything impressive. Yeah. <laughs> but again, that's where it would be difficult to do this. So I guess what we're getting is the essence of Flash. But that's the thing. Pouring th- all over... Wait, sorry, what? I just... I feel like this film already did it so well. Why would you ever do another one? Yeah, the tone is... The original tone of Flash... 2007 mean, was the Flash TV series, by the way. Oh, okay. Because that didn't do it, especially from what you told me. I no. did read a, I read a review saying... But no, like, I'm trying to get a picture of their Ming. Oh, okay. They seem to... He's just like a dude. He had a full head of hair. He was just uh, at utterly not Ming. Hey, man, I'm Ming. <laughs> John Ralston played their Ming. Okay. So that didn't work. Canadian actor. Maybe that is... I think, that, I think they were trying to make... Flash with John Carter, but be more serious about it and right. not have those um, potholes that we already discussed. Um, when I was growing up, actually, my strongest Flash memory, I probably should have mentioned this in the first segment, but uh, in the 1950s, uh, Mad Magazine did yeah. like an extended That was their Flash. fucking Ming. Oh, he sh- yeah, this it's guy's not... He Grandma looks- talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, that's not Ming. But um, Mad Magazine, they were a comic in the mid-50s. Right. And they did like... Uh, a pretty extended Flash Gordon parody. Mm. That's where most of my knowledge of Flash Gordon probably comes from. Huh. Like I said, I don't think I've actually sat down and watched the entire serial. I've done that with Buck Rogers, but not Flash Gordon. <laughs> right. I, I mean, I, I'm mostly just going on this movie and the cartoon that I watched as a kid. Yeah. But I feel like this movie gives you most of what you need, right? It gives you most of what Football you need. Football player goes to space, fights men. There you go. Yeah, you don't need four hours of Flash. This pretty much does it. That's it. I feel like this is all the Flash we ever need. Yeah. Here's what I want to do. I, I want to build that time machine and just, just plug in the 30s actor for Flash Gordon into this movie, mm-hmm. and then it would just be phenomenal. In fact, I'll tell you what you do if you're going to make another Flash tomorrow. You literally just make Flash Gordon 2. Recast everyone. Pretend it was made, like, the year later. Just <laughs> go with it. Okay. Man, someone needs to pay you for that idea, probably, if it comes to fruition. Because you can't... I don't think you can better this. So just continue it. Well, you can easily better it, but can you out-cheese it, like, right. properly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is that better? Yeah. <laughs> right? Because if you go into Flash Gordon in this day and age, it's because you want this. Yeah. this It's a tricky road to go by. I guess, that, again, that's why people don't remake it. I mean, are there... I presume there are. Were there fans of classic Flash Gordon who wanted a serious new Flash Gordon and got this and were just were pissed off? They would have been, like, in their 70s. But, but I mean... No, but, <laughs> so this was only... It was originally, like, 36, whatever. This yeah. was... So, 40 years. Maybe you caught it on a rerun 10 years after that. Okay, kind so of 50. You could, you could be, like, 50, 40, right? Yeah, 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 okay. So you could be not that... And, like, it's just pure luck that this came in 1980 before the internet. Yeah. Well, I just imagine the death threats these guys <laughs> were going to been getting. Maybe... maybe You're making maybe, a mockery of Flash Gordon. You should be shot. You should be... That wire rim glasses dude, he... Yeah. Yep. He'd just be like, yeah, you're killing my childhood in 1980. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think... Here, that's an... People, ins- had childish, people had childhoods before the 80s. Can you believe that? Yeah. <laughs> this movie can't kill your childhood. It, it gives you 
it gives you all of that. Maybe it didn't put the best actor in the lead role, but it's it does respect that childhood vision, which most franchises would not do now. Right. And I don't think anyone would do it this way now. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> but yeah, I feel... Like I said, I think this just did flash enough. You can only continue the spirit of it. And I think, yeah, Guardians does that pretty well. Maybe Thor. But yeah, maybe we just need one. Like, well, like I said a couple times on this podcast, we just need some new space stuff. Right. But I would take new space stuff with just a square-jawed hero. Yeah. I don't need Shades of Grey. Maybe a good guy. <laughs> well, uh, hey. Punch is the bad guy. Folks, we're going to get to some, uh, some, some new space stuff in a few weeks. You can hold your breath for two weeks, man. Can you hold your breath for two weeks? No. Okay, start. So I'm, <laughs> I'm just not sure what you're referring to. Oh, we're just doing new space movies soon. Are we? Yeah. How new? Pretty new. Not next week, two weeks, or three. Maybe three, possibly two or three. Anyway. I genuinely <laughs> don't know what you're referring to. <laughs> I'm trying to be, like, intentionally ambiguous. No, but I genuinely don't know what you're referring to. You will soon. I will have you press stop, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you want to get into all that media stuff, or did you have something else to wrap on Flash? I think I've pretty much said what I said my piece on Flash. Okay, say your piece on other things. Well, if you've uh, enjoyed the music on this episode, then go online, search for Queen. (laughs) 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 Or you can find Matt's music at rovingsagemedia.bandcamp.com. Your your Pokemon in it, your Pokemon, and... Man, yeah, I just don't memorize addresses and stuff. How, how do we get to Luke Loves Pokemon? Uh, just go on Twitter or Facebook and search Luke Loves PKM. Yeah, honestly. Or the, are... the podcast app you're currently on. Yeah, you search have, for Luke Loves you Pokemon. You have search engine. Just put in a search engine or something, if, and then you'll hear about many different monsters that fit in your pocket. Yarp. Do all of them fit in your pocket? Some of them must be bigger than that. They go in the book. Oh, uh, right. The in your yeah, pocket. yeah, this is a good point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, this has been Matt. This has been Luke. The time is nigh, the hour has struck, and you shall... Get the fuck out of our sci-fi sanctuary. Can you give me a Ming version of that? We No, I don't think I can do it. You're Bane, okay? <laughs> Get the fuck out of our sci-fi sanctuary. <laughs> okay, Bane will have to do it. It's another four-letter word. <laughs> In two weeks, The Matrix.